This episode of the If You Ask Betty podcast is brought to you by Alternative Media. Are you working on a massive project and need some help? A&M offers a wide range of professional services from e-learning and training development, comics, graphic novels, 3D model creation, and virtual reality experiences. Follow Alternative Media on Twitter at A-N-M underscore tweets to stay updated or visit alter-native-media.com today to set up a free consultation. Welcome to the If You Ask Betty podcast. This podcast is designed to discuss all kinds of development topics for all kinds of learning professionals. I'm your host, Betty Danowitz, and today we're talking with John Hinchliffe about the intersection of your passion and your work. Hi, John. Thanks for being on the podcast today. Thanks a lot for having me. Really pleased to be here. So let's get right into your story. I want you to tell us about the journey that got you to where you are today. I presently am instructional design expert here at the United Arab Emirates University, but to kind of get me here. It's been a weird and wonderful journey over the last decade, really. So I've been in L&D for a bit over 10 years now. And I started out in face-to-face training for a bank and then started to really find a love for digital learning and really getting stuck into that, learning my craft, honing my craft, and getting involved with instructional design. Then I joined an e-learning company with Virtual College. And that's where I really started to develop my skills, really become what turned out to be good at e-learning. So um, I really loved it there, became their instructional design manager. I went freelance for a bit after that, and that was an incredible ride and managed to help quite a few organizations and do some incredible things. And then I got invited to come out to the UAE. So I've been here just over a year now, and um, it's just such a wonderful place and really you feel as though e-learning and instructional design is really in its infancy here and it's amazing you know really getting to meet people and you know making a difference that's amazing um that's i think you say all the nice all the things that people really want to be able to say about their job um and like deep in their heart but sometimes it just doesn't play out that way so that's that's why i was so excited when you raised your hand to talk about the intersection of passion and work because i think you really have a lot to say about this um one thing i want to mention is jeff goines i don't know if you know who he is jeff goines is the author of one of my favorite books it's called the art of work have you read this one no no but i'll add it to my list it's it's a great book um the most impactful part for me was when he talked about how your occupation and your calling are not always the same and that's okay because sometimes your occupation funds your calling right that's that's i think often where uh where most people land but sometimes we can find a way to connect the two so that they are the same we're, and that's like the sweet spot, right? That's where that's where you feel the most productive. That's where you have the most dopamine flowing all the time because you're still mm-hmm. so rewarded for the work that you're doing. Um, and it's just not guaranteed to stay that way. I know in my career, I've had moments, maybe a year and a half solid where they aligned beautifully. And it was blissful. Like when I think back to that time, it was blissful. Work did not feel like work. I felt healthy and happy and excited. And not that I'm not all those things now, but sometimes when that 
connection comes and that passion and the work is the same, it's, it's an amazing feeling. And your work seems to be even more impactful to those around you. Yeah. Given, given all of that, what are, what are some things that you're passionate about and, and have you found a space where those connect to your work? Yeah, I think, you know, with, with regard to what you say, yeah, I think, you know, finding that sweet spot is, it's tricky. It really is. And I'm very fortunate that I have kind of exposed myself to so many things in life to really try and find that sweet spot. And at the moment, I I am living in that spot and I'm loving it. But in terms of the journey to that, I, the biggest thing that comes for me is helping people. And that has taken so many different forms. So when I first really started my career, I was a school governor, voluntary school governor, and it was for a school in a really, really rough area. You know, we had, it was very much a bridging school. So it's a primary school whereby children who just came into the country very much, it was the first stop that they had before they went to their proper school. And so it was quite a lot of stress on the teachers trying to deal with all these changes. And so I was there to really help. So I was looking at their finances. I was also looking at whenever there was any complaints. So talking, delegating, fixing things. And, you know, that was really great, you know, seeing the bigger impact of what I was really doing as a volunteer. But then also, you know, one of the things that I'm really, I love that I've been able to do is I used to volunteer one day a week at a center for kids with learning disabilities. For me, that was such a beautiful experience because you got to see how much joy these kids could take from the simplest things in life, like playing ping pong. And I used to take care of their um, arts and crafts. So I used to make uh, animals out of pipe cleaners. I used to make them costumes out of crepe paper. So one day I might have a kid come to me and say, hey, I want to look like a dragon. And I'd be there with cardboard and crepe paper and we'd make him look like a dragon. And the amount of joy that that young boy had was something absolutely incredible to me. And as I've kind of gone through my career, starting out in instructional design was tough there wasn't really that much, you know, guidance, that much help that I knew of. And so it was a really long road. It was trying to find graphics that were free because I didn't have a budget. It was trying to find how to fix things on storyline. So why is this layer showing? Why isn't this layer showing? It Mm -hmm. was really working through these, but also kind of showing where's my North Star. So I'm doing this and I'm really enjoying it, but how do I really progress my career? And so that's been a major thing for me is giving back and also paying it forward. I think, you know, we are all in this together and it's really how much impact can I give and how can I help people in the industry, whether they have been in it five minutes, 15 years, how can I help people, whether it is with resources, whether it's guidance, whether it's looking over a product that they've just created and just giving them my kind of ideas, my thoughts that might help them. And this is really kind of materialized in some weird and wonderful ways, especially within the industry. So in 2018, just as the ice bucket challenge was coming to an end, (laughs) it really got me thinking about how do we actually, you know, create something that would help people share best practice? 
Because the great thing about the Ice Bucket Challenge was you were accountable. You know, it was something novel. You were accountable. Mm -hmm. And so you did it. So I started thinking, well, how could we kind of maximize best practice? Because I'm one person. I can't give best practice to thousands and thousands of people. But also, I've only got a finite amount of tips that I can really give. So I created this thing called One Tip Wednesday on LinkedIn. And in essence, it was you do a video, you give one tip, and you nominate two people to give a tip and nominate two people the next Wednesday. And thankfully, people actually bought into this. That's super fun. Yeah. And it was just the craziest thing to see, you know, each Wednesday, people were tagging me and saying, oh, I've done my One Tip Wednesday. And more tips and more tips. And we had people from LinkedIn doing it, people from Microsoft, Credit Suisse, and Vartis. And um, it was crazy seeing people do them from airports, doing them in so many different countries. And it really actually having an impact on people. But one thing that I wanted to do and something that kept on coming up was I'd meet people at conferences or they'd get in touch with me on LinkedIn and say, love Want It Wednesday, but... I'm afraid to do my own. Like I, I, I'm really nervous to be in front of camera mm-hmm. and I really wanted to help people get past that. So I teamed up with a app called Storytagger, really great people there. And they said, look, you know, we really love this initiative. How can we help? Storytagger allows you to create a step-by-step video as a teleprompter. So you fill in your details And with One Tip Wednesday, it was very much, who are you? What do you do? What's your tip? Who are you nominating? So we managed to embed that in the app and we just gave it out for free. There was no purchasing or anything like that. It was just out there, just paying it forward. That's awesome. Yeah. And when, you know, we look at the figures now, I mean, last time I checked was a few months ago, but One Tip Wednesday has been viewed over 50,000 times. Wow. That's an impact right there. Yeah. And it's just, I'm so grateful that, you know, not only people shared their knowledge, but people stepped up and, you know, kind of beat that fear of video because it's incredible how we change from having a chit chat over a cup of coffee to how we change when that red dot starts. So it is. What do you think that is? I call it, I call it uh, sudden robotic syndrome. Like everything is great until you turn on that red light and then all of a sudden you're like, whoa. Thank you for listening to my video. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think it's... What do you think that is? Like, I think it's because all of a sudden you think there's an audience and that all mm-hmm. of a sudden you're going to have different people's opinions to answer to. And I think when you can get to the point where you really care about your own opinion first and making yourself happy, that's when video starts becoming a bit easier. Ooh, I'm going to quote you on that one. That was really good. Yeah, go to it. Okay, so it sounds like you found several different areas that you're super passionate about, sharing best practices, um, lighting up children's eyes, right? Like, yep. so giving them something exciting. H- have you found a way to sort of connect those to your work? And I- I'm guessing, given that you work with adults, it's likely not the one with the, with the kids, but what have you done with best practices and the work that you do um, outside of the one challenge? Have you done anything locally? there um in in your area yeah i mean kind of a couple of examples so obviously not dressing up my uh my faculty members as dragons but I, you never know they might love that 
Um, they might love it. Might do. You know, we've all got I that, would love it. I'm got that shadow can I volunteer? Side. I'm raising my hand. Yeah, yeah, go to yeah. it. We've yeah. all got that little shadow side yeah. where we all want to dress up as dragons. But I think, mm-hmm. you know, for especially when we talk about Once It Wednesday, Once It Wednesday was great because it gave something that was fun and different. We like novel things. You know, it's it's what we're interested in. And so I actually brought that internally into the university and created Top Tip Thursday. So once again, same thing, but a bit more uh, defined because we wanted to make sure that we had a video each week. We pre-obtained who would want to do a video. And And also we vetted the tips that were being given to make sure that, you know, they would be relevant for the university context. But yeah, so we've had, gosh, we've had thousands of views on that. I really need to get the actual statistics, but it's been really well received because you know, people don't have a lot of time and they just want, you know, a little helping hand on how can I organize my calendar better when I've got to organize 30 different students who each want an hour session. Great. Here's Calendly. Here's how it works in a three minute video. Here's the benefits. Here's how you work through it. Here's how you sign up. Congratulations. Go to it. And so it's been, That's fabulous. it's been really crazy, especially because I do um, like the opening of the semesters and closing of the semester ones. And I'll also do face-to-face sessions and blended sessions with our faculty here. And I'll walk around campus and I'll get somebody just come up to me and go, I love Top Tip Thursday. You know, it, it helped me with um, how to record my screens. I didn't know how to before, but now I do. And it's just something so simple as that. So, I mean, internally, that's a big thing for me. But also externally, you know, especially in the UAE, as I said previously, instructional design is very much feels in its infancy. And best practice sharing and actually talking to each other before I came in the country was very much non-existent, which was something really puzzling to me. So I came into the country and I was messaging organizations. I was messaging because we've got instructional designers in the country. I was messaging them and I was saying, oh, uh, where are the social meetups? Where's like the different groups? Where is it? And people were just saying they don't exist because yeah. a lot of things out here take, you know, initiative from somebody, but also there's a lot of uh, meetups whereby you have to pay. So there's kind of a undertone. Oh. So, Interesting. yeah. So, I mean, this happens in Dubai uh, when you want to make friends. If you go on meetup.com, there are meetups to make friends, but you have to pay the organizer like $20. Is there unlimited drinks involved with that $20 or? No, one, oh. one drink. One drink. Oh. And I don't, I know, I don't drink. even know if it's a tasty right. drink either. Sure. But um, yeah, it just kind of, it took away from the karma of mm-hmm. it all. So, you know, I, I kind of have this thing of if it doesn't exist yet, I'll build it. So I literally went on LinkedIn and started finding people that were in the UAE and just said, look, I'm going to do a meetup. It's going to be at this bar at uh, this time. If you want to come, perfect. And so I had a flood of people messaging me saying, okay, uh, it says free, but how much is it? <laughs> and what are you going to do with our details afterwards? Because there's there's a lot of things around data here, whereby data is just sold. So as soon as you get a, mm-hmm. a mobile phone contract, your data is sold and you get calls from uh, like banking companies and everybody and anybody. So, you know, there's a lot of skepticism, but thankfully six people, they took a punt 
and I turned up. And then all of a sudden people started realizing he was telling the truth. He, he actually was doing this for free. And so I did another one. And there was about 14, 15 on the next one. So then, you know, it starts growing and growing. The thing is, anything in life, a version one is never going to be perfect. And with this, I had a guy turn up because I host everything on Eventbrite. It's really simple, really easy for me. And so a guy turns up and he's this really big Egyptian guy. And he says, shows me uh, the picture of my event. And he goes, this you? And I said, yeah. He goes, what you do? So I said, I'm an instructional designer. He says, what's that? So I give him, I give him the little sales pitch. And I say, what, what do you do, mate? So he gives me his business card. And he sells toilets. And he says, you're buying drinks, yes? And I said, no. <laughs> of course I'm not. <laughs> and so it, it turns out that there are people that search Eventbrite on the weekend to see if there's any uh, meetups or anything like that in the hope that there'll be free food and drinks. So kind of do it as like a pre-event to your night out. That's the warm-up. Yeah, it's the warm-up. And if it's gratis, then even better. So it's it's been really weird on this. But the people that have come have been incredible. And it's just people saying, you know, we felt so alone here because the vast majority are just one person in an organization and you can feel really alone. Yeah. And so it's really letting people know you are not alone if you have any queries. I mean, really, the meetups turn into a clinic with me. So it's like, oh, we're thinking of getting an LMS. We looked at these options. What do you think? Uh, we're looking at softwares. Which one's going to be right for our needs? And so I'm really, I go through clinics with people and just kind of give them my experience, but then also get them talking to other people in the group and saying, well, what are you using? What have been your experiences? How have you benefited from those? So, um, yeah, it's, it's really, it's a beautiful thing. You've really created a community. Uh and that's that's awesome. That's that's amazing. You should definitely keep telling that story. I I know for me, I worked 15 years with my head down in the company I was in doing what I do. And one day I was like, I really there's got to be somebody talking about this, right? Like I had reached out to most of the people that I knew and I was like, I just feel like there's got to be somebody talking about this. So I literally googled training blog and I found the Train Like a Champion blog that Brian Washburn um, and uh, and his partner Tim they they own Endurance Learning and they they put out this blog and I found it and I was like oh look there is somebody talking about training and I thought oh wow he's just a lone island unto himself he's this guy's pretty cool he's putting out this info nobody else is doing this I had no idea. I had absolutely no idea that there was this massive industry. I had no clue. And so, and, and I, you know, and I'm, I'm here in the States where, you know, we, we tend to share information pretty freely. At least I know that now I didn't know it at the time. And so at one point I like connected with Brian and I was like, Hey, you know, uh, I connect with him, I think on LinkedIn. And then I started sort of following him and then following the people that he follows. Right. And, and, you know, fast forward, you know, three years, almost three years later, and my eyes have been opened to this massive community that exists a across the world. So I say all that to say I totally get it that especially when they're a team of one, that they're just working heads down, doing the best they can. And they, they, there's, there's no idea that there's a community or if there is a community, it sounds like it's too expensive to be a part of. 
So it's, it's really awesome that you have taken your passion for best practice sharing and the work that you do and sort of gotten other people involved in that. That's, that's, you should be very proud of that. It's incredible, especially, you know, at meetups where somebody comes up to you and they are crying Mm -hmm. because they're so thankful that they're not alone and that they have, you know, questions that they need answers to. And they now know that they can get answers and, um, you know, and also make friends. And also the crazy thing is people have actually managed to get jobs from these meetups. I believe it's, it. It's the most, it's the most beautiful thing. Well, like the crazy thing is it's like, um, it being serendipitous. So I just invited a group of people to dinner because it was on the run up to Christmas and we don't celebrate Christmas out here. So I said, you know what, we're going to have a Mexican Christmas, very traditional. And so I went there and there was two ladies just having a conversation with each other. One was really new to the industry. One had quite a bit of experience. And then I got a message two weeks ago saying the lady that's new in the industry is now interning with the other lady. That's awesome. This is so beautiful how it's come together. And you know what? You listen to that 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 feeling that you had inside, right? That was like, mm, I should do this. And because of that, look at the ripple effect. That's amazing. So I can't stop yeah. smiling. I'm so excited that you you've made that happen. Community is a it's a it's a basic human need is what I'm trying to say. Like we have a basic human need to feel like we belong and to be a part of a community. And that's one of the reasons that social media is so quote unquote successful, or maybe we could also call it addictive because it gives Mm. us that temporary feeling of community, even though we're sitting alone uh, on our device, you know, we get that feeling of community. That's not necessarily the best way to do it. It's, we definitely need to be meeting in person, but uh, I'm so excited to hear about that. I think that's, I think that's amazing. So what's next with that? What do you, what are your plans to either continue or grow what you started. So I've got a crazy idea. And um, probably if you are listening to this podcast, you're going to think this is either incredible or absolute madness. Um, I'm going to make a conference on a yacht. Can I come? I'm going to do. Yes. Yep. Just, you know, when we talk about things that are novel and that are memorable, I want to do a conference whereby there is so much value and also... I want to do a conference whereby it's free and there's no sponsors. So it is the weirdest combination of things together to try and create something that is incredible, whereby people are just getting pure and utter value. There is no hidden agenda. There is no sales to them. They're just going to come away with that with so much value, so much content. And I also want them to be so motivated to help each other because you know I do a lot of stuff I do you know there was once at Wednesday there's these meetups I do mentoring I do calls with people so often so if somebody messages me on LinkedIn and they say I'm really new to the industry I don't know what I'm doing I could really do with a helping hand I give them tons of my time and it's not doing it because I want a pat on the back it's because I want to inspire people to do the same and that's my big modus operandi. And I was recently having conversations with people over dinner and I kind of gave this whole thing of, I'm doing it for karma. You know, I I want Mm -hmm. people to take this and really push with themselves and be proud of themselves because I think that's something that we're all striving for. And the more people you can help, the better legacy you have and the more people are going to say nice things about you when you die. Wow. You're so inspiring. I'm just in awe. What would you call your conference, your yacht conference that's uh, with sponsor free? Um, 
you know what? Let's 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 open this up. Let's open this up to the ladies and gentlemen listening to this fine podcast. Please leave your notes on what you would call this conference that is on a yacht, and one of you, your answer will be selected. Oh, a contest! Excellent. There you go. I think that's a great idea. I think you could totally pull that off. Uh, where would where's the yacht going to be? Uh, it's going to be in Dubai. There's some fancy yachts out here, I tell you. So um, I can imagine. Yeah, if if anybody's got a spare yacht going, um, it'd be much appreciated. But I mean, this was the thing. I was um, having dinner with one of my friends the other day, and they are they are huge in the educational field out here. And they were talking about it, and I was saying, look, I'm I'm going to do this. There's going to be no sponsors, which makes no sense. It's going to be completely free. There's going to be so much value, and it's going to be on a yacht. And she said, you know what? If there's anybody crazy enough to do it, it's you. And I just thought, you know what? I'm going to make it happen. I think it's a great goal. I want to do anything I can to help you make it. So you let me know. If you ask Betty, we'd be more than happy to be a non-paying, non-sponsor involved in some way. <laughs> <laughs> whatever whatever I can do to help, you let me know. Much appreciated. I'll definitely spread the message. So, okay. So we've kind of talked a lot about what you're passionate about, how you found a space to connect those. Um, my next question was going to be, you know, what what fruits of your labor have you seen from this? I think part of what you've seen, we've talked about the communities that you've helped to create, which is amazing. Uh, and we've talked about this this amazing idea of a free conference on a yacht in Dubai, which I would just like to go on record as being the first person on the in, invited list. I'm number one because I've just invited myself. I'm not really sure how I'm going to get to Dubai. Well, that's the thing. That's, you know, any anybody wants to come, we're, we're going to need a bigger boat. We're going to need a bigger boat. I love it. So, so you've done those things, but have you seen anything else? And w- what other fruits of your of this labor of love that you've been doing have you seen? For me, I, I think this is a wonderful timestamp that um we've got here. So, I've just won a Learning Professional of the Year Silver Award at the Learning Performance Institute Learning Awards, which is a huge award that takes place in London that really focuses on individuals globally throughout and looking at face-to-face and online learning practitioners. So, I mean, it's a, it's a massive competition. I was watching it live streamed at 2 a.m. at my hotel room in Abu Dhabi. I'm so blessed and so humbled that, you know, all these things I do, not only the incredible amount of work that I do in my day job, because I mean, that's that's something that I, I hardly actually talk about is I do things that are, I mean, biblical. I've created two year projects in two months. I've created at other times 127 video courses in a month, you know, working seven days a week, working my evenings to make sure that the people that need those resources get those resources when they need them. And it's not only that, it's also looking at, you know, all the help that I provide people, you know, and it's not only helping people find jobs, but also find their passion. And I think that's one of the most beautiful things for me is, you know, people coming to me and saying, you know, I need a change in direction. I don't know where I really want to go with things. And just sitting down and just talking it through and just seeing what things are they curious about and what haven't they tasted yet? And I think that's a massive thing for me is just encouraging people to taste as many things as they can because, you know, you've got time. You know, we're, we're growing to be older. And so, you know, really get involved with those, you know, see what they're like, see what time is like. Congratulations on on that award. That's well-deserved. You're definitely making an impact here in in the industry as a whole across, across the world. And you're making an even bigger impact there in your community. We can all learn from you. I think we should all be inspired by what you're doing. You know, you're definitely 
definitely found your purpose and your passion and I hope you keep keep going in that same direction. I mean, think of how many people you can reach. Thinking of that, what what can those listening do to find their passion? What would be some some tips you would have for them? I think that's a great question. Don't be afraid to fail. I think it can be a natural thing whereby we can really fear failure. You know, we're too afraid to do something in case it doesn't work out. You know what? Life's a weird and wonderful thing. And I think if you can taste as many things as possible, try as many things as possible, but also help as many people as possible. You know, if you can really invest your time, your presence with karma, you know, paying it forward, helping as many people as possible, you're going to start finding out that life actually gets pretty good. And you're going to start talking to people and you're going to start finding out things. And it might turn you in a weird and wonderful direction that you never thought. I mean, I have friends that started out in accounting, started trying a bunch of things, then started making birthday cards. And now they're a globally selling children's book author with a TV series now. Wow. Yeah. So it's, I think a massive thing for me is don't be afraid to fail and also focus on your own opinion first. You know, I think when we're talking about social media, it's really easy to get caught up in what happens if Sally loves cats 23 says that you're an idiot. You know what? The fact is I might be an idiot, but if I'm doing what I love, then so be it. So be it. Yeah. Rachel Hollis always says, um, I quote her on this all the time, other people's opinions of you are none of your business because they really don't affect where you're going. Exactly. And it and it really kind of reflects them as well. So as we're wrapping up, I want to ask a couple of questions. So first is, uh, what is the message that you want to get out to our listeners? What what would you want them to remember? It could be related to this topic or not. Find your tribe. Like you were talking, we are social beings and we have this wonderful thing called the internet whereby we can find people with similar interests that like the things that we like, think the things that we think, but could also help us go where we want to go. And so find that tribe because that's really going to help you find your North Star. Invest your time in that. You know, look for things that will make you happy. You know, maybe cut down on, you know, Netflix, cut down on Call of Duty and think about what's the things that are going to actually really make you happy and how can you impact people? That's a great message. Um, how can people connect with you if they want to after the show? Um, I would love to connect with anybody, especially, you know, now we've got a, this little contest. Also, let's let's up the ante on this uh, contest. If you are the chosen name, and we might have to go to poll depending on how big this is, you will get a 30-minute speaking slot free, Ooh. gratis. No matter where you are in the world, you have to make your way there. Because please remember, I'm funding everything out of my own pocket for this. So if you comment on, but also LinkedIn, like you can pretty much find me living on LinkedIn. So if you want to connect on there, it's John Hinchliffe, H-I-N-C-H-L-I-F-F-E, because a lot of people spell it wrong. And um, yeah, I'm always happy to connect and also chat. Well, thank you so much, John, for sharing your thoughts today. And thanks so much to our listeners. Uh, watch for another episode of the If You Ask Betty podcast soon. Peace out.